I've found in my career, my you know small career thus far, uh, that whenever I got to a place that was a considered a dream, I wasn't necessarily surprised because I was working as, as hard as I possibly could towards that goal. And I feel like a lot of young creatives, they kind of just think like, one day Google's just going to call you. And I'm realizing now that it's more about the hours logged reading books as opposed to scrolling through Instagram or you know going to a museum instead of going to a bar. Um, how did you get yourself into that mindset where, number one, you knew what you wanted to do, and then number two, a company like Google would want to hire you, hire you in the first place? So I think the, the big thing that no one really talks about is not everyone really knows what they want to do all of the time, right. self-included. And I think I didn't really want to commit myself to saying, hey, I do one thing for, for a long time. And even even now, I'm not sure I really do that. And that's probably... I don't think you want to do that as a creative, right? You're kind of like pigeonholing yourself. That's like, it seems counterintuitive. I don't know. Well, it's You're a... expert. Yeah. Here's the, here's, the, here's the catch, is that you want to be the best person in the room at something. Because if you're kind of okay at everything... You're not you're the. Just okay. You're just okay. You're not the person that I'm gonna call when I need the logo mm -hmm. or when I need a, a film made because you're only okay at it. So I guess here's here's one way that I like to think about what makes a a solid creative uh, in any environment for for any particular field is that they are T shaped. That's capital T. Yeah. Um, in the sense that they have a wide set of knowledge and capability. So that's the that top bar of the T. So that means like. You can do a little bit of, you have an understanding of code or motion or icon design or illustration. Right. But you have a deep skill set in something that you are, you're going to say, like, this is what I do the best. This is why you hire me. Right. So that, and that's that deep stem of the yeah. T. So T-shaped people are great because they have a knowledge of how to use different skill sets. So they know... I love that. It's I like, can do a I little bit of, you know, like, oh, I can do a little bit of motion, right. but I know that I've where my limits are, and now I need an expert, so let's get someone else in. Right. That one go-to thing, Heather talked about that same thing, like, that. what's the one thing I can count on you for? Exactly. I, like I don't have that, though. But maybe I do. I don't know. I'm, I'm naturally good at photography, but I'm, I don't feel like I am a scuba diver, if you will, in this analogy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to yeah. be, like, good, good. Well... It can also change over time. It doesn't have to be fixed, and you don't have to always say that that's your one thing. It is useful, though, when you're talking to prospective employers or clients that, you're, that you can tell them, hey, this is what I do. And that way you, you're at least hedging on one thing that you want to be known for. Uh, that could even be, if it's in your case, like there's something that you're not quite sure your is your is your full strength, right. but it's something you want to be strong at, you could still direct yourself in that in that way. Because so, uh, the thing is, like, the more you do it, the better you get. Right. And uh, another tip for portfolios in general is don't put in stuff that you don't want to be doing. Yeah. Like, your portfolio should reflect what you have done, but it should also be showing what you want to do more of. For sure. Part two was, oh, how, did, oh, how do you get yourself in a position... To get into Google? Yeah, so I think the reason I, I got the phone call was, from Creative Lab particularly, was that they saw a variety of work in, that I'd done, like different sorts of projects. But the common thread, which I think I touched on earlier, was ideas and craft. And those are the things that I'm most excited by. 
Um, and something we also talked about earlier was like, how do you try and position yourself? Should you be specializing? How can you be so open and flexible and doing a little bit of everything? And I'm someone who didn't want to specialize. It can be a grind, but if you don't specialize and you have a wide sort of skill set and you can demonstrate that, and in each of those things that you've done, you can still show that it's brought a level of value, it's going to work in your advantage. And that's why I think Creative Lab cho- sort of chose me, mm-hmm. is because I wasn't just a one-trick pony. Right. Because I'd done a variety of things that I was curious about. How does something work when it's a physical product? How does that work when it's a film? What happens when I have to do a set of iconography? What happens when I have to do a logo or a brand or a ringtone? Like, those are the sorts of things that, in this place, are perfect. Right. So, Creative Lab, my, my sort of profile, is, a, is an awesome fit. Were Whereas, you kind of, like, going towards that, though? Were you doing, like, this is Google-esque work, hopefully this will get me there, or no? Were you just in your work? No, not, not, not even. Uh, That's I th- so cool. I love that. Yeah. No, I th- like, honestly... The ideas are, are what brought, sort of excited me about design, for, even from way back in university. I was like, well, this is really like a way to communicate ideas through a visual medium. Mm-hmm. And I think the amazing thing about Creative Lab is that I'm not just communicating something using graphic design now. Right. I'm able to sort of sell ideas to become something through design. Get, get the toys to the kids. Get the toys to the kids. Yeah. There you go. I love that.